Good morning, good morning. Let us begin by thanking all of our sponsors for this morning. Share to thank our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Shvat. Mrs. Bracha Strimber, in memory of her husband, Avram Ben Kalman Eliezer Halevi Zichron Lebracha. And to thank Ayala and Sarah Steinberg for dedicating all of Shirm and Drushals this month in the Schuss of Rafur Shlema for Shulamis Bas Susha. We hope that in the merit of our Tamatra, the Neshamal have an Aliyah, the family in Nechama, and the Chola should have a Rafur Shlema together with Kol Chola Yisrael. We will say thank you to Rabbi Richter for giving Daf on Shabbos, to Kamal Akiva for giving Shir yesterday. The Baruchana, welcome back to all the members of the Archei Kala. Baruch Hashem, who arrived back in America yesterday, we had the great schos to do the daf together on the uh, on the bus. While well, we had a great schos, Baruch Hashem, to do the daf in Tzvas, in Chevron, in Yerushalayim, and on the New Jersey Turnpike. Um, so Baruch Hashem, all kinds, all kinds of, all kinds of holy locations. Baruch Hashem, so is that? The big four, the big four, right? <laughs> the big four, the holy sites. So it's um, part of the beauty of the daf, Baruch Hashem, is that it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop at all. So I will say, but it is a great schos, Baruch Hashem, to be back with all of you, although it would be even better if all of us were together in Eretz Yisrael. But at least, again, if you can't be in the place that you love, at least you could be with the people that you love. So it is a great schos, Baruch Hashem, to be with all of you and to continue in our journey through Masech Nazir. I will say, today's daf, is Daf Chaf Beis. And we are picking up on Chaf Alaf Beis 21b, Tashma. The will say, which is two, four, six, eight, ten lines up from the bottom. So we'll say, so if you remember again, what we are focusing on a little bit over here, or a lot over here, is a really fascinating discussion regarding what, uh, what are the mechanics of Hafara, which is actually a, which is actually a discussion that we began in Mesechas Nedarim, and that is now carrying on here because of its implication regarding Nezirus. So you remember again, we have two possibilities. When a husband goes ahead and annuls his wife's Nedar, what is he doing? Is it Megas Gaius? Is he simply shutting it down from this point going forward? So in other words, the nether existed. The nether existed. Just what the husband is doing is he's stopping it. He's ending it from this point going forward. And from this point forward, there's no longer any type of nether. Or do we say me'akar akar, which means a husband retroactively uproots the nether as if it never existed. So we've already pointed out a number of different nafkaminas in this particular discussion. So we're continuing. So Tashma says the Gimar Tashma. Tashma, Ha'isha Shenadra Benazir, Ha'isha Shosi Yainam Mesim. So we'll say, here's the case. A woman went ahead and she made an Edrenaziros. So she made an Edrenaziros. And what happens? Ha'isha Shosi Yain, she was drinking wine, and Matamila Mesim. And ultimately, again, she was becoming Tamila Mesim. So I will say, you'll ask yourself, so why, like, why, why would someone do that? And she became, an, it, it almost seems, it almost seems as if that Halacha Lamaisa. She's going ahead. I will say, Chaf Aleph Amid Beis, six lines are from, uh, two, four, six, eight, ten lines are from the bottom. Right? So I will say, so again, so you have a woman who became an Azira, and she's going ahead and drinking wine, and she's coming to Meila Mason. So I will say, so you say to yourself, why? Now, the truth is, you've already grown accustomed to these kind of cases. We don't ask why, right? It, it just is. I will say, but there is sometimes like a, there's a profound yisod in a lot of these cases as well. You say to yourself, why would someone ever do this? I will say, we do this all the time. Right? I'm bound by certain obligations, right? And I live outside of those obligations. And I know that I'm living outside of those obligations because everybody say what it means to be human means to live with inconsistencies. And we all do it. The only, the only question is to what degree of inconsistency do we live with? And it's part of the human condition. I go through every day of life knowing that there are certain things I should do and I'm not doing them. And certain things I shouldn't do 
and I am doing them. Does that make me unholy? No. What it does is it makes me human. And I will say, what's the goal in life? What's the, what's the ultimate goal in life? The goal in life is to address your inconsistencies. That's the goal. Be honest enough to acknowledge that they exist, that they exist. Here are my inconsistencies, A, B, C, and D. And now what am I going to do to somehow address them one at a time? That's the case, I will say. That's the Muslim in this case. Ha'isha Shenadra ben Nazir. Here's a woman who wants something more out of life. And yet, what does she do? She's drinking wine. She's coming to me. I have one second. Do you want it? Do you don't want it? No, I want both. I, I want greater Kedusha, but I also can't get out of my own way in terms of getting rid of my inconsistencies. What's that? Harei harboim. So ultimately, she gets Malkus. Okay, so that's not a Kiddush. She's violating the terms of her Nazirus. I asks the Gimar, Hechi, dummy, what's the case? If her husband never annulled the neder, then Sricha Lameimar, she will say, I don't say, what's the case? Rachel's married to Ruvain. Rachel became a Nazira, right? After she became a Nazira, both say, what did she decide to do? I became a Nazira, what did she decide to do? Let's go celebrate. Right? Let's open a couple of bottles, right? Mazel Tov. Right? So she becomes a Nazira. So now the Bryce says, she, or, or, or again, let's go celebrate, right? I'm sponsoring the bus to the cemetery, whatever it is. So, so Lamaisa, Lamaisa, so the Bryce says she gets Malchus. So, okay, like what's, what's the Kiddush? That's Nazirus 101. Right, you go, you take an head of Nazirus, then you go, you violate the terms of your Nazirus, ultimately you get Malchus. So what's the case? Say, Alapshita, the Hefer Labal. Rather, we'll say, what has to be the case? It must be that the case ultimately is where the husband did annul the nether. The husband annulled the nether. So, so we'll say, so now, so watch this, watch what's happening over here. Rachel took an head of Nazirus. Then what happened? She violated the terms of her Nazirus. She drank wine. She drank wine. Then what happens afterwards? Her husband, Ruvain, heard about the Nazirus. What was his reaction? What was his reaction? Annulment. Annulment. Okay. And now what the Bryce is telling me is, sounds like, despite the fact that the husband annulled the neder, what's Rachel's liability? Malchus. What does that sound like? That will say, if when a husband annulled his wife's neder, it had the ability to what, retroactively uproot it and annul it, then should there be Malchus liability? Not at all. Not at all. Because then he's actively uprooting the from its beginning. The fact that she gets Malchus tells us that what? Ella, lav shmamino, pal megas guys. Rather, I both say, what do you see? What do you see? That the mechanics of hafara are such that when a husband annuls his wife's nether, what is he effectively doing? Sh- excuse me, shutting it down from this point going forward. From this, from this point going forward. That's the end of the nether. And that's what I will say. What that does is, there's no longer a nether from this point forward, but halacha lemaisa, the nether did exist previously. I will say, remember again, the fundamental nafkamina between me'aker aker or megas gayas was after the process of hafara, do we view the nether as ever having existed? If you only aker aker, the nether never existed. Therefore, there was no violation, and therefore there's no need for malchus. But if you hold me'aker aker, the nether did exist. The husband is just shutting it down from this point going forward, in which case, if she did violate the terms of her neder naziris earlier, there is liability for that. So the fact that the Bryce says she gets malchus tells us that what? <coughs> tells us that halacha lamaisa megas gaius. That her husband shuts it down from this point going forward. To which the Gemara says, one second. So the Gemara says, The Olam Ebon Lecha, Maybe not. Maybe I'll really tell you as follows. 
Maybe in reality, the husband actually retroactively uproots the neder. But rather, I will say the Mishnah is trying to create some type of symmetry. Or the bride is trying to create some type of symmetry. What's the symmetry? What's the end case? The end case, same, same case. Rachel is married to Ruben. Rachel becomes an Azira. And then what happens? Her husband annulled the neder, but she never knew about it. So in other words, and that's fine, because Hafara could work that way, right? That he heard about the neder, she made the neder, he heard about it, he annulled it, she did not know about the annulment. And what? She's going ahead, she's, she's drinking and being coming Tame, not knowing, thinking, what is she thinking? She's thinking that she's violating terms of her neder and zeros. What she doesn't realize is that her husband Ruben already annulled it, Ultimately, again, she doesn't get Malchus. I will say, why doesn't she get Malchus? Why not? Why not? Why not? Because the has been annulled, right? She didn't know about it, but the has been annulled. Therefore, type of chav base tana nami reisha sofeges. So it could very well be that we're just to going to we're trying to establish to establish some type of textual symmetry, and ultimately, since we're going to say in this sefer she doesn't get Malchus. We'll say in the Reisha that she does get Malchus. Okay? Fine. So Tasha Sif, Rabosei, issue still unresolved. Issue still unresolved. So Rabosei, Halacha Lamaisa, is a husband, Me'akar, Akar, does he retroactively uproot, right? Totally uproot the nether of his wife as if it never existed, or Megas Gaius. Does it simply shut it down from this point going forth? So let's analyze it a bit more. So Tashma, Rabosei, first line of Kabezim Dalav, 22a, Ha'isha Shenadra Benazir Venitmes, a woman who becomes a Nazira. Same case. Rachel is married to Ruvain. Rachel becomes a Nazira. Then Nitmes. And then she becomes Tmeya. The Achar Kach. Hefer La Baila. So we'll say, so again, same progression. Rachel becomes a Nazira. After she becomes a Nazira, she has a glass of wine. She goes to a Levaya. And then I will say, then what happens? After that, after that, her husband annuls her neder. Okay? What's the halacha? Neviya she has to bring, remember her chatos, her chatos, her, her bird chatos, but she does not bring her bird ola. Very interesting. So the Gemara says, what's going on over here? If we held that megas gaius, megas gaius means what? The husband, what's his power? What's his power? Shut down the nether now going forward. But whatever liability was incurred up until this point is still, she's still liable for. She's still liable for. Therefore, if that's the case, why is she only bringing the chatos? She should also have to bring the ola. Rather, what do you see from here? Elamai, me'akar, akar, Rather, I'll say, what do you see from here? You see from here that Allah when, when the husband annuls the neder, what is he doing? He's going and retroactively annulling everything. That's why she's not high of the Ola. But one second. If that's the case, you know, the, you know the next question. If that's the case, that the husband is retroactively annulling the neder, then what? Then what should be the halacha? Why? Why she chayv chatos? Why she chayv chatos? Remember again, makes it as if the neder never occurred. The neder never occurred. Well, if the neder never occurred, then what, Rabbi said? Then what? There was no violation. If there was no violation, then what? Then what? There should be no chatos. So what's going on over here? So Rabbi said, this is, it's, it's incredible, by the way, that we've seen this same answer now three times in the last four days. 
The Gemara says, listen to this. If that's the case, if that's the case, you're right. You are right. In reality, in reality, the Gemara is suggesting when a husband annuls his wife's neder, it's me'akar akar. He's retroactively annulling the neder as if it never occurred. And that's why she, that's what I say. So again, follow this progression. Rachel's married to Ruben. Rachel says harini nizira. Right after she does that, let's celebrate. She has a glass of wine, goes to the cemetery. Okay? Afterwards, what happens? Her husband goes ahead and annuls her neder, right? Because remember again, when does a husband have the ability to annul his wife's neder? Biyom Shamo, on the day that he hears this. Let's say he hears about it four days later. Four days later. He goes ahead. He goes ahead and he annuls it. So I'm say, now what's talacha? The Gemara is suggesting, what's talacha? When a husband annuls his wife's neder, what are the mechanics of that afara? Me'akar akar. Retroactive nullification. That's why Rabbi says she is not going to have to bring her olas ha'of. But one second, the Bryce says she has to bring a chatos. But why would she have to bring a chatos if ultimately the nether itself was retroactively nullified? And Rabbi say this is an incredible answer. Here we go. In reality, you shouldn't have to bring the chatos. I. so why do we make her bring the chatos? Watch this. The Gemara says, Vaha money, Rabbi Lazar ha'kafar hi. This is the famous drasha. The Pasuk says, the Pasuk says that ultimately when talking about the sacrificial rites of the, of the, of the Nazir who becomes Tameh, it says that the Kohen will atone for him because the Nazir sinned about the soul. Asks the Gemara, but I don't understand what, what soul, how, how did the Nazir sin? What soul did he sin with? What's the sin of the Nazir? What's the sin of the Nazir? Unnecessary abstention. Unnecessary abstention. Unnecessary deprivation. You didn't have to deprive yourself of one, and it was sinful that you deprived yourself of something that was truly mutter. That was truly mutter. So I'll say, listen to this. Okay, so before we go on, before we go on. So I'll say, just watch what's happening over here. What the Gemara is suggesting is as follows. The Gemara is suggesting is, so let's play this out, right? Let's just link it all together. So Rachel is, Rachel is married to Ruvain. Rachel says, Harini Nazira. Harini Nazira. What's the Rachel when she says Harini Nazira? She's a Nazir. What does she do? The next day, she goes in and she drinks wine, goes to a sanitary. Violation of her Nazirus. What happens? The next day, Ruvain, her husband, hears about it. What does he do? What does he do? He's made for it. We'll say, what are the mechanics of hafara? What do we just say? The mechanics of hafara are me'akar akar. Retroactively uproots the nether in its entirety. So that's why she's not going to be chayev, obviously, Islamim. She's also not going to be chayev, the Ola. But yet, she is still chayev, the chatos. The chatos. But I don't understand. If he retroactively annuls her nether in his ears, why is she chayev the chatos? So the Mark gives a dramatic answer. The truth is, the chatos that's brought is for a different reason. The chatos that's brought was because the act of becoming a Nazir itself and of abstaining, abstaining unnecessarily, is sinful. Is sinful. So, and this is incredible. It turns out that even though her nether Naziris is retroactively taken away, retroactively removed, say, what can't you remove from this What can't you remove from this picture? What can't you remove from the story? What can't you remove? That she abstained. That act, I will say, that act of a person depriving themselves of something that is mutter, that act of a person depriving themselves of something that is inherently permitted, Rabbi Lazar Kaffer says, is sinful. I will say, by the way, I just, I just want to point out, 
it's incredible how this links up with Mesil Asisharim, right? What did we just learn the Ramchal this morning? What did we just learn? The Ramchal said that the way to reach humility is through episodic deprivation, right? By, by not indulging in every single thing. But I will say, in the same breath, what does Ramchal say? Be careful. Be careful how you do that because Hashem created the world for us to enjoy. Hashem created the world for us to indulge. You just have to indulge responsibly. And you just have to know that at times, at times, you have to pass on certain things, not because they're usher, but because they're not good for you. Because they're not the right things that you need in order to fully self-actualize. So I will say, what's happening over the Gemara suggesting, why is Rachel bringing a chatos? This isn't really a chatos for a nazir. This is a chatos that is brought for the sinful behavior of engaging in unnecessary deprivation. And I will say, it's such a fascinating idea. You think, because we think to ourselves, unnecessary deprivation, there's no such thing. We're often conditioned to think the more you deprive, the more machmer you are, the holier. I will say, we see it's not true. Sometimes when a person deprives themselves of too much, sometimes when a person is machmer in every single area of life, it actually creates a negative feeling towards Yiddishkeit. It creates a negative feeling towards Cheshbarachu. If everything is usher, if everything is usher, then life becomes oppressive. And a relationship with Hashem becomes something that is so uncomfortable and so unenjoyable. So Belazir HaKafra says, what are you doing? Anything Hashem wants usher, He already made usher. Okay, and furthermore, He gave Chazal the right to go ahead and legislate and make things usher as well. Chazal will do their job, they'll make some additional stuff asra as well. Don't make more things asr. You'll say, but why not? Isn't that the name of the game? Right? The more stuff you can make asr, the firmer you are, the more respected you are, the more catapulted you'll be, the more strictures you could create, isn't it? No, no. And we'll say, we see it, we see it. When Yiddishkeit becomes an iron fist, right? When Yiddishkeit becomes like, let's try to asr everything we can, what ends up happening? We'll say, we see what ends up happening. You have an exodus, and not the good kind, right? Not the parashas b'shalach kind, right? The exodus of people who says, you know what? I don't need this. I don't want this. I just want to be a normal, whatever normal means, happy, well-adjusted, content person. I will say, by the way, here's the incredible part. That's what Hashem wants for us as well. Yeah, there are things that need to be usher. He's got this. He's got it, right? And whatever he doesn't have, he, well, you know, he has everything. But he also gave an additional koach to Chazal, to ask for additional things. So between the Ribbon Shalom Tarsh of between ultimately again Chazal Tarsh we have everything we need to be Asr. Rebelezer Kaffer says, don't start introducing new stuff. Even though Nazir is not a new introduction, right? Nazir is a biblical concept, but you don't need to make something additional Asr. And therefore, you're going to say it's incredible. Rebelezer Kaffer will suggest that the chatas you bring is actually not for the neder nazirus. It's fascinating. The chatas you're going to bring is for the act of abstention. And also, we know this even in parenting. In parenting, it's so important. In parenting, it's so important that a parent has to put down rules. We'll say it's unfortunately a very new age parenting thing that parent don't put, parents don't put down rules. They're afraid to enforce things with their kids. No, that's your job as a parent to put down rules to put down guidelines and to enforce them, and to enforce them. And for your children to recognize that if you don't enforce them, there's repercussions for non-compliance. And it sounds so penal, you know, in nature. But again, but, but, 
But, but that's what it takes to raise proper children. You have to behave a certain way. And if you don't behave a certain way, here is what's going to happen. Whether it's losing of privileges or of rights, not rights, sounds like, a, like China. Right? So again, you know, like, but you understand, right? That, that, that's, but, but at the same time, with love, with love, and to create an atmosphere of love and a Yiddishkeit of love. And for my children to know that when they can't do things because they're Jewish, it's the greatest privilege in the world, not something oppressive. All from a love are cover. In any event. So that's a lot to speak about with this, but again, we'll go by there. So, we'll say, so that's why halacha lamaisa, halacha lamaisa, the chatos that you bring, the chatos that you bring, interesting of our blood cover posits, is not for the net the chatos that you bring is for the act of abstaining unnecessarily. Incredible. So the Gemara says, Because he went ahead and unnecessarily abstained from wine, he's called a sinner. We'll say there are those amongst us who take this very seriously. And never chasashon want to be called the chote. Never chasashon want to be called the chote. If a person who just simply abstains from wine is called the sinner, first wide line, so I will say, this is just a side point. If from abstaining from wine, which is one thing, one thing, is called the chote, I will say all the more so someone who unnecessarily deprives himself from all the other beautiful things in the world, how much he is called the chote. As I will say, the Yibam created this world for us to enjoy. Enjoy responsibly, right? Enjoy Bikdusha, Batara, enjoy with COVID Rosh, enjoy with Anava, but the world is here to enjoy. Life is here to enjoy. Kaddish Baruch Hu just asks us to do it through the prism of Kiddusha. So, so ultimately, again, I just want to point out where we are right here in this moment. Where we're right here in this moment is, it sounds like what the Gemara is saying is that the mechanics of Hafara are what? Me'akar akar. That's what it sounds like the Gemara now sounds like that's what the Gemara is ending off with right over here. So let's go back there. So Tashma, the Sanyabad, you have a explicit Great case. Listen to this. Rachel, Rachel is married to Rubain. Rachel says, Harini Nazira. They both say, Rachel is a friend, Leah. Rachel is a friend, Leah. So Leah hears what Rachel did, and what does she do? Va'ani. What does Leah say? What does Leah say? Amen. Me too. Me too. So watch this. Now, Rachel's husband, Reuven, heard that Rachel became an Azira. He doesn't like it. What does he do? What does he do? He annuls it. Right? He annuls it. The Himuteras vechaverta asura. So now what happens? So just to follow the progression. Rachel said, Harini Nazira. Leah, her friend, says, you know what? Va'ani, me too. Great idea. Reuven, Rachel's husband, heard that his wife became an Azira. What does he do? He doesn't like it. He cancels the nether. He knows the nether. He knows the nether. So we'll say, what's the halacha? Here it is. He muteres vechaverta asura. Ultimately, again, she is muteres. Ultimately, again, so, so I'm sorry. So Rachel has had her nether annulled. Vechaverta asura. But Leah is still in Azira. And we'll say, what do you see from this? Shmamina be'bal megos gaius. And we'll say, what do you see from here? That when a husband, I will say, now, here, watch this. If you hold me akar akar, if you held that Allah when a husband goes in and knows in there, what happens? What happens? It retroactively knows it. Then I both say, what should be Leah's status? Leah should also be Muteras. The fact that Rachel is no longer in Azira, but Leah is, tells us that what? That Halakha the mechanics of Hafara is you shut down the nether now, you shut it down now, right? Shut it down from this point going forward. But you don't retroactively annul it. So I will say, so because of that, Rachel will no longer be in Azira, but Leah will. Leah will continue to be in Azira. 
Therefore, what's the Gemara? So, what do you see from here? Shmamina fal megaz gayiz. You see from here that Allah Chalamaisa, the mechanics of Afara are not me akar akar. It's not retroactive uprooting, but rather what? What, what Hafara does is it shuts the nether down at this point going forward. So you will say, that is where this sugya ends for now. So it sounds like, and it's incredible, just, just before I was saying, Akar Akar, sounds like over here, kind of like at the stop of the Gemara, Bal Megas Gaius. That a husband goes in and when he knows his wife's nether, the mechanics of Hafara are, shuts the nether down now from this point going forward. Did the nether exist in the past? Did it exist? Absolutely. Could there be ramifications for her behavior before the hafara? Absolutely. But the power of hafara is it shuts it down from this point going forward. So I will say, we're going to take that as the conclusion for now, though we're going to loop it back to it in a little bit. So now we're going to switch gears for just a bit. I will say, last time, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Im Amrallah Harini Nazir Kimoseich, Shtehen Mutaros. Rabbi Shimon says, listen to this. Rabbi Shimon says that we'll say, now, again, same thing. So Rachel is married to Reuben. Rachel says, Harini Nazira. Harini Nazira. Then what happens? What happens? Leah hears this, but what does Leah say? Harini Kimosech. Now both say, remember, beforehand, what was Leah saying? Vani, me too. Now she's saying, Harini Kimosech. I am like you. I am like you. Now both say, same case. Reuben comes along and is made for Rachel's neder. So what happens? Now the Gemara says, Shtehen Mutaros. Both Rachel and Leah are mutar. Our mutter, I'm a baser. We'll say, So now, what's different between this case and the previous case? The difference is harini kimoseich. Now we'll say, how do you translate harini kimoseich? I am like you in every way. So I will say, so what this sounds like is, I will say, that what Leah's doing in this case is, see, va'ani, what does va'ani mean? Va'ani mean, oh, you became an azira, I'll also become an azira. But I will say, but right after that moment that Rachel, that Leah says kind of, I'm an azira, she's got her own nadir aziras going, right? Harini kimoseich almost sounds like, what sounds like the Gemara saying over here is, Leah's saying, I am, my nadir naziros is like your nadir naziros in every single way. And therefore, again, I both say, in this case over here, when Ruvain, Rachel's husband, is made for Rachel's neder naziros, guess what? Guess what? Leah's is annulled as well. Since Leah inextricably linked her neder naziros with Rachel, so therefore, again, if Rachel's comes to an end, Leah comes to an end as well. Shabbat say, the Gemara says, Marzucha, Amadez, Marzucha, Yidrav, Mari, Amar, Hai, 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 Barchama. Shabbat say, this is actually great. So Ramazutra said this case, this, this, this particular case, Harini Kimoseich, sounds a lot like the case of Rami Barchama. Here's the case. Take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi's on the left-hand side. First wide line. I'm sorry, I should say last wide line. Harei alai kibasar zivchei shlamim kigon, shemun akhlafan of basar zivach shlamim, so here's the case. I have a piece of shlamim meat. Halavai, halavai, we should be zolcha. Right? I have a piece of shlamim meat in front of me, and I have a piece of regular meat in front of me. And what do I say? This piece of meat should be like the shlamim. The right, the regular chulim meat should be like the shlamim. Okay. So I will say, watch this. As the following kasha. Mahu. Now I will say, what does that statement mean? Ki matvis inish be karamatvis. O Dilma Bitsinina Kamatvis. They both say, this is incredible. Think about this shlam for just a moment. A shlamim, a shlamim has two different stages, right? What are the, what are the stages in a shlamim? 
before Zrika and after Zrika. What's the status of Shlomim before Zrika? Status of Shlomim before Zrika? Aser. Status of Shlomim after Zrika? Mutter. So I will say, see, here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting. When you have a piece of meat, and you write a piece of Shlomim, a piece of regular meat, and I say, this regular piece of meat should be like the Shlomim. What are you saying? And I will say, now, by the way, I, w- I want to point out, we've learned this in Mesechas and the Darim. What is this called? <laughs> Excuse me. Thank you. What is this called? Ultimately, again, when you link something that is usher, mutter to something that is usher, what do we call that? Hatfasa. Excellent. Hatfasa. So in other words, if I have something usher, something mutter, and I say zu kizu, this one should be like this one. The mutter item should be like the usher. It's called hatfasa. So I will say, so now the fundamental shayla is, when you're matfis, a permitted item to a prohibited item, but that prohibited item has two states. It has a primary state of this, or original state of this. So that's what it's called. So what's that? I see in the Gemara. Mao. When a person does hatfasa, is he linking the permitted item to the original state of the prohibited item? That's meikara. So in other words, shlamim before zrika al dilma matvis. Or maybe ultimately again he's linking. I will say that. What does sinina really mean? So name cool down. Cool down state. also means like the present state. In other words, after zrika, the cool down state, meaning cooled down from kedusha. Cooled down from kedusha. Someone mentioned it. So who mentioned the Vart of Yahweh Kala of Tzinim Upachim on Shabbos? David? David. Tzinim Upachim. Beautiful. Beautiful, right? David spoke during, oh, we, had, we had such a kiddish, and it's incredible to think, right, where you, it's amazing to think like where you were just a little while ago, right? We're having kiddish, Baruch Hashem, overlooking the Harabais, overlooking the Harabais, right? David right? Being on fire, being cooled down. Good. So the Gemara says as follows. So I'll say, so that's the Shaila. That's the Shaila. So the Gemara says, so I'll say, so this is actually an, inter- an interesting discussion in general, which is, halacha lamaisa, when you, when you link something permitted to something prohibited, and the prohibited item has two states, an original state of Isser and a latter state of Heter, what are you linking the permitted item to? To the Ikara, to the original state, or to the Tsinina, the current permitted state. That's the Shaila. So the Gemara wants us to suggest both sides. This is actually very interesting. So, so too, so, the, so well, I'll just, just show what's happening over here. Marzutra is linking these two cases the case of the Shlamim to the case of the Nazira. They both say, what happened to the case of the Nazira? Rachel says, Harini Nazira. Rachel says, Harini Nazira. And then what happens? Leah says, Vani Kemoseich. Vani Kemoseich. So I will say, when Leah says, ultimately, what is she linking herself to? Is she just linking herself to say, like, you're in a zero, therefore I'm in a zero? Or is she linking herself to the Iker Neder Nezirus of Rachel? And is she saying, Rachel, whatever the state of your Neder Nezirus, that's the state of my Neder Nezirus. Is she being matfis be'ikr to the essence of Rachel, of, 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 sorry, of, of Rachel's Nezir Nezirus? Or is she just linking to just the general state of Nezirus? To which the Gemara says, no, nah, it's not a really good comparison. The Gemara says, When a person says about the cooling piece of meat, that this piece of meat should be like the meat of the Shlomim, Mikdash Kaddish. At the end of the day, even though post Zrika, you could eat the meat, still about say what? The meat has Kiddusha. The meat has an inherent Kiddusha associated with it. But again, I will say here in the case of Naziros, 
Ultimately, again, I will say, if you all did Allah Chalamaisa, she's Matfis, ultimately, again, in the Tsinina case, right? In other words, in the latter stage, that means the is going to be on the Lord's website. Why would, why would Leah link her Neder Naziros to the ability to be annulled by Rachel's husband? That doesn't make any sense. Why, why would she create a Neder Naziros like that? To which the Gemara says, Ikid Amri, Hayud Rai Bachama. So we'll say an alternate version of this, ultimately, again, some say that this very question is the question of Rai Bachama. So we'll say, so let's just bring this together. So I just want to point out, the Gemara doesn't really come to a halachic conclusion with this, but I will tell you is as follows. Let's go back to the Shlomim case for just a moment. In the Shlomim case, I will say, halacha if you go ahead and you have a piece of meat, that's Hulim, next to a piece of meat of Shlomim, and you say, hare zu kizu, this one should be like that one, the Rabban Paskins be karam matvis. That what you're doing is, you are saying that the status of the Hulim meat should be like Shlomim before Zurika. That's what we assume, be karab matvis. That when you make a neder, slinking it, a permitted item to a prohibited item, the permitted item has two states. You're linking it to the original state of prohibition, shlamim before zrika. So I'll say, the Gemara doesn't really end off with the conclusion, ultimately against the neder case. We're going to see. We're going to see. I'll say, remember, I just want to point out, all of these things, all of these things are intertwined. And the truth is, they all really come back to the mechanics of hafara. That's why I was telling you before that even though the Gemara says that it sounds like it ended off over here, what? Megas guys, right? Megas, right? that's what it sounds like, Megas guys. That, that was what the Gemara said on the second to last line of Ahmed Aleph. That when a husband goes ahead and annuls his wife's nether, he's shutting it down from this point going forward, but not attractively annulling it. We're going to have to see if that's in fact true. And every other case that we're mentioning over here is fundamentally dependent on that. Good. Weiter. So that's a very interesting case. So let's say, let's say he goes ahead, he goes ahead and says, I am, right, so watch this. Rachel says, Harini, Harini Nizira. Here's the case, right? Rachel's Harini Nizira. Rachel's married to Ruvain. Then what happens? Leah says, Harini Nizira Bikvech. I am a Nizira in your footsteps. In your footsteps. So what say, sounds like what she's saying is, I'm following in your footsteps, right? I'm becoming Nizira in your footsteps. So, Mahu. So I will say, what is the halacha? Now, what's the question over here? Rashi says, So we'll say, so now, here's the question, right? The unwritten part of the story is like this. Rachel says, Leah says, Leah says, I'm a Nazir in your footsteps. Then what happens? Ruvain, Rachel's husband, comes and annuls Rachel's neder. So what's the shayla? What's the shayla? So Rachel's neder is annulled. What's the shayla? What's, what's the impact on Leah? So Mahu. Do we say that Leah is saying to Rachel, Rachel, I am following in your footsteps and everybody. In other words, once again, almost like Harini Bekvech maybe is Harini Kimoseich. My Neder Nezirus is inextricably linked up with yours. Therefore, if yours is annulled, then what? Then what? Mine is annulled as well. Oh, Dilma. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe when, when Leah said, I'm following in your footsteps, they will say, what does following in your footsteps mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Exactly what it says. You're in a zero, and then what? I'm in a zero. But that's kind of where the link between our two nidarim end. That's where the link between our two nidarim end. And I will say, I just want to point out, all of these questions are predicated on what? Predicated on what truth? Bal megas gaius. Right? I will say, because I want to be clear, because halacha if you go ahead and you hold Baal me akar akar, that a husband retroactively annuls a neder, then when Leah links her neder 
to Rachel. And afterwards, Ruvain, Rachel's husband, annuls the nether. What happens to Leah's nether? It goes away. Why does it go away? Because there was never anything to link to. So I just want to be clear. All of these questions are predicated on the conclusion that the Gemara reached that Baal Megas Gaius, that Allah Chalamaisa, the mechanics for annulment is you shut it down from this point going forward. So now again, so now back to, back, back to this case. Rachel says, Nizira, right? Leah says, I'm a Nazira in your footsteps. Reuven comes and annuls Rachel's neder Naziros. So I say, so now what's the Shaila? What's the Shaila? So do we say, so again, do we say, Dilma, now, do we say that Leah meant to inextricably link her neder Naziros with Rachel's? And therefore, Rachel's going to be annulled. So to Leah's. Oh, Dilma, or maybe not. Maybe Allah Chalamaisa, all Leah was doing was what? Was essentially, literally following in, in, in Rachel's footsteps. Rachel, you became a Nazira. Now I'm becoming a Nazira, but that's kind of where our connection ends. So both say, what's the answer? So Tashma, let's analyze. So we'll say, now this is the Bryce, actually the same case we had in the Mishnah. So watch this. A woman who becomes a Nazira, right? Rachel becomes a Nazira. And then what happens? Her husband hears Amravani. So Ruvain hears and he says, what? He says, what? Me too. So in this case, Ruvain is linking himself to his wife, Rachel. Ruvain is unable to annul his wife's nether. Now, why is he unable to annul his wife's nether? Why? Why? Because remember, again, his nether is built on her nether. And if he annuls his nether, her nether, then effectively he's annulling his own as well. And a person can't annul their own nether. But one second. But one second. But if in general, let's go back to the previous case. If when we say vaani already following your footsteps, then really about say what's the intention over here? What's the intention? The intention is to link oneself to the original nether, but not to be inextricably linked throughout the entire process of naziros. Then if that's the case, lefar filokim say if we say that when a person says vaani or haredi kimosik or haredi beikveh, what they're really doing is what saying listen Leo. You became an Azir, and therefore what? I'm also an Azir. But that's where our Nazarite connection ends. Now you go down your journey, I'll go down my journey. If that's the case of Moses, then what should happen? Ruvain, the husband, should be able to be made for his wife's nether. Why? They both say, what does Afara do? What does Afara do? Mega's guy. It doesn't attractively up, but it shuts it down, shuts it down. So Leah's done, but Ruvain should still be able to continue. Right? Or should still be able to continue. The fact that he can't do this tells us that So say, rather, what do you see from here? You see from here that that's not the mechanics. When you say va'ani, already be'ikveh, already kemoseh, I will say, you're not just simply latching onto the Nadine Aziris. What are you doing? You're inextricably linking yourself with the vower. And what you're saying is, whatever is the fate of your Nadine Aziris, my Nadine Aziris shares the same fate. And that's why when Rachel says and Ruvain says Ruvain can't annul the nether. Why? Because I will say his nether Naziris is what? Fundamentally tied up with hers. And therefore if he annuls, if he annuls hers, he's effectively doing what? Annulling his own as well, which is also incredible. Rather, you see from here that when you say vani, already beikveh, already kimoseich, what you're doing is you're inextricably linking your nether naziros with the nether of the original vower. The hilcha hudelamatzi mefer. 
Therefore, a husband doesn't have the ability to go out and be made for his wife's nether, because being made for his wife's nether in his ears will effectively annul his as well. So I will say, one second. That's the case in Halacha Lamaisa, going back for just a second. When Rachel said, when Rachel said, Nazira, and Leah said, I'm following in your footsteps, and then Ruben comes and annuls Rachel's nether, what should happen? What should happen? Leah should become permitted as well. To which the Lord maybe not. Maybe not. I will say, maybe in reality, when you say vani, when you say vani, or for that matter, again, what are you doing? You're linking yourself just to the original nether. Just the original nether. That's it. You're not inextricably linking yourself forever with this nether naziros. I so if that's the case, why can't Ruvain annul his wife's nether and still leave his own nether naziros intact? Watch this. Since Ruvain, the husband, said vani ke'omer kayim lechidami. I will say it's different over here because in this case, because he went ahead and said Vani, I will say implicit in Vani is what? What is he doing? He's affirming her nether. Well, one second. Once a husband affirms his nether, he can't what? He can't annul it unless, of course, what? He first seeks out the annulment of his affirmation. If he's able to go ahead and and annul his affirmation that Enoch Inami can work, but otherwise he can't. So, so let's just kind of piece together what we have over here. What we have over is as follows. Halakha Lamaisa, what the Gemara seems to be saying is that in general, and again, we'll see what the actual, we're not finished yet, but where the Gemara is concluding right now, two fundamental conclusions. Conclusion number one, conclusion number one, is that Halakha Lamaisa, when you go ahead, when a husband annuls the nether, they will say, what is he doing? What is he doing? Baal Negaz Gaius. Shuts down the nether from this point forward, but does not retroactively annul the nether. That's fact one. Fact two, Rabbi will say, is that when you link yourself to someone's nether naziros, it sounds like where the Gemara is ending off right here is why, what are you linking to? What are you linking to? To the original core nether. What are you not doing? Inextricably linking yourself forever with the initial vower. That sounds like what the Gemara is saying over here. I, if that's the case, then when Rachel says Harini Nezira and Ruvain says Va'ani, so why can't Ruvain annul his wife's Nadir Nezirus and still live, leave his intact? The Gemara says that's the technicality. The technicality ultimately is because we're saying Va'ani, what is he doing? What is he doing? He's affirming her Nadir. And once he affirms her Nadir, ultimately, again, he does not have the ability just okay. We'll say shkoyach. We'll stop here for today. Again, we'll we'll confirm if those two truths are still true tomorrow. Mir Tashem, shkoyach. Is that going to tomorrow?